Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Chase is bad. I don't care. I don't care how we're starting this episode. Chase is bad. I don't care. Bad. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast where Nick seems to want to just proactively pick a fight with our listening audience. Look, it's just... It's just... Someone has made an account to prove a me Twitter wrong. Account. A Twitter account to prove me wrong that Chase is good, but it's not. It's not good. It's just everyone. Can't... Everyone follow. Um, I got an account because Nick is wrong about Chase, uh, aka Chase at Chase underscore isn't underscore bad for uh, quality content. <laughs> I'm Liam S Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyre, the other one. The this is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Recap and Discussion Podcast, where we are recapping and discussing a very particular episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. It's, of course, the 22nd episode of Part 4, and the 96th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as total. Covers chapters 345 through 347, and th- 354... <laughs> Through uh, the first few pages of 355 of the manga. Because, of course... There was the bit in the middle where... There's the bit in the middle where, in the manga release order, Yukako Yamagishi wants to be Cinderella happens. Yeah. yeah. This way definitely works a lot better. Mm. Mm. This episode is brought to you, Liam, personally, by the hands of... The hands? <laughs> the hands... Of Alex Green. Alex Green, the Alex. man with the hands. Alexo Grinos, the lad with the digits. Yeah. He's he's a man. He's green. Well, you don't know that. Don't I? No. Don't I? Do you? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I was I was joking before that I always speak with confidence, and you were like, you don't. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex Green. You keen, lean, mean. You keen, lean, mean bean machine. Alex Green, my boy. So... It's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> what is and how? <laughs> we dive in deep. this TED Talk. We're going to talk about what is a Cujo and why is Jotaro at the forefront Cujo is, of, of course, a uh, m- movie and book by Stephen King about oh. a dog that gets bitten by a vampire bat and becomes like a weird devil dog. Wait, is that actually the plot? I think so. I thought it was just a big dog. No, it was their pet, and then it went awry. Oh, I thought it was just literally a big dog that was really angry, and they, like, went Same. to see it, and they were like, oh. Oh, look, a big dog. And then the big dog was like, I'll fucking eat you. And they were like, oh. Oh, it can talk. Oh, no, not it like. It can talk, it can talk, it can talk. I can sing. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> cut. One day we have to no, get through don't. all the Simpsons references. Right? Oh, okay. Like, we have to reach a finite, a finite point where we've gone through every reference we can. Hmm. Yeah, that's They're fair. still making it. What, the Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They are. Yeah. I, for a brief moment, I thought you meant the Planet of the Apes, and I was like, what? Get out of here. I saw a really... Uh, there's a um, <laughs> a Twitter account that I've been following recently um, with, like, fake movie trivia uh, or fake IMDb goofs or something like that. Okay. Um, and they did a really good Planet of the Apes one where it was like, um, goof. There's nothing in the movie that explains how or why the Statue of Liberty was transported to the planet of the apes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Spoiler alert for planet of the apes. It's, it's not a planet. The Statue of Liberty's in it. <laughs> so. So. Diamond Unbreakable is. 22nd episode. Yoshikage Kira. Quiet Life. Wants me. Yes. To tell you. What? This author's note from Hirohika Araki. Oh, fuck me. Creator. Wait. 
of Jojo's Bizarre Wait, Adventure. Is this the sequel to the one that I had the massive suspense on? Well, as I mentioned, when we talked about that one, that massive suspense is never followed up on. Oh. This is from volume 38 of the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure manga. Here's a mystery from my daily life. <laughs> it's already golden. So a female, female friend of mine has this boyfriend, right? Ooh. And every time they're out on a date, he always has to leave by 6pm. What could he possibly be doing that makes him go home so early every single time? Why are you having a date from like 3pm to 6pm? I've done that. Have you? Nice. Yeah. That's... Humble brag. <laughs> When she asks him, brackets, he's 27, by the way, and brackets. Oh, shit, I'm almost 27. Great. Wow. Thanks. Really relatable content, Nick. Thank you. When she asks him, parentheses, he's 27, by the way, and parentheses. Oh, I'm almost 27. Don't you like me? He says, yeah, I do. And then when she asks, so why do you have to leave so early? He just says, don't ask about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Is there some TV show he just has to watch or something? <laughs> To be continued in volume 39. Oh, come on! Not, not continued in volume 39. Oh, really? No. Oh, man. How do we get all these tastes, these little flavours of stories that have no conclusion to them whatsoever? Oh, he's really just a masterful storyteller. He leaves you wanting more by not resolving anything. <laughs> Speaking of, this episode... This episode resolves a lot. I mean, it resolves and then it doesn't resolve at all. It resolves the life of young Sh Shigekiyo Yangu. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Although, I do believe his friends call him Shigechi, which he had none. His mm. parents call him Shigechi, right? And now Josuke and Okiyasu do. Ah. Uh, dead. Out of, out of respect. Respect for the dead. Spoilers, Liam. Spoilers. There are people who don't even watch the show. Well, they're about to find out what happens to him anyway. So, we pick up where we left off last time. Yoshikage Kira is all like, I'm a killer. Summoning his special killer queen. <laughs> Big bondage cat. A pink panther. It appears with um, a, white panther. a big skull face for a moment, symbolising impending danger. Hey. Subtle. Grim Reaper shit. I suppose so. Yeah. And then it's just its usual pink panther self. Sure. It's got these little... Little... Nubs. Nubs. <laughs> Nubs on its head. Uh, it's got its little Much claws. like Shigechi in that manner. <laughs> no, Shigechi has like... Nubs on his thorns. head. It's like thorny nubs. These are just He like looks like a Zabrak. It's a Zabrak. It's a Darth Maul alien. Yeah, Shigechi is basically a Zabrak, yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked that you can just recite that off the top of your head. Uh, there's a Zabrak in the campaign podcast. Ah, okay. All right. So there's a lot of racism that involves... What are you? Uh, I'm a no, Zabrak. No, he's a five-year-old, so... Oh. Wait, is he the little dude who... We're not talking about the campaign oh, okay. podcast in detail on this show. All right. It's good, though. Listen to it. <laughs> Killer Queen. Killer Queen. He's there. He's in charge. Yep. That, that's all I have. He's obviously. standing there. He's not doing anything. Wait, not sorry, saying he's anything. standing there. Oh, I wonder if that's why they call them stands. No, they call them stands because they're like lamp stands. Liam, we went over this like 90 episodes ago. No. Like 30 episodes <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> Chigechi's all, uh, oh, if you move, then my harvests are going to just fucking kill you. And Kira's all going like, to cut that artery in your neck. Kira's like... Yeah, you can try, but um, I haven't revealed my stand power yet, you little shit. I mean, Shigechi seems confident, you know? Mm. He's all like... Uh, well, Harvest is really powerful. Yeah, Harvest is hard to hurt Shigechi via. Mm. Uh, it can attack your weak points for massive damage. <laughs> like a crab. Yeah. Oh, the enemy get of attacked. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the, the enemy of a crab would attack that crab's mm. weak point for massive damage. Yeah. The underside. Yeah. Where all that delicious crab meat lives. Mm, like Shigechi's face. But you could, you could kill that crab and then take it back to the base and then make like a um, 
a morning star out of that crab's claw and then go hunt a lobster or something. We're not playing Monster Hunter yet, Liam. I'm always playing Monster Hunter in my mind. <laughs> we have to get through this before we can play Monster Hunter again. For 12 hours. Oh my god. I wish it was a joke. Shigechi's all like, uh, I reckon your stand probably uh, can only move within one to two metres of you. And I can deduce that because, like all stands that do that, it's just a big guy that stands next to you. <laughs> you notice how all the dudes that look big and buff always have the same, like, punchy patterns? Mm. Yeah. It's like that, again, he reckons. And he's not wrong. Oh, he's not wrong at all, because he tries. Kira hatches his cunning gambit. Oh. Which is that killer queen is holding something in its hand. Quickly, Harvest, get it out of his hand. Sure sure thing, boss. Yoinky, yoinky. Yep. Snatchy snatch uh, brings that that little device over to, to Shigechi. He's got a hundred yen coin. Mm, that's a lot of yen. But it's just a one hundred... It's just, it's just a one hundred yen coin. There's nothing special about yep. it. So then Harvest is floating there in front of Shigechi's face and Kira is like, So anyway, uh, I can turn anything I touch into a bomb. Ah, tits. <laughs> He slash Killer Queen does a sort of um, pushing the trigger motion with his thumb. Mm-hmm. And uh, that coin explodes in Shigechi's face. Shigechi is probably dead at this point. The coin bounces off and lands next to the severed hand, uh, completely unharmed. Ah, so the item itself is unharmed. Seems that way. I see. I suppose it's something he can probably control. Yeah. And uh, Kira's all like, now I can relax and sleep well. <laughs> Kira's like... Time for bed. Come on, then seven hand. He uh, walks around in a circle and lays down and nestles up. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we cut to the opening. I do miss Bloody Stream. Oh my god, it was so much better than this one. Do you remember when we had good OPs? I think, I think that was by Coda, the musical act. And mm. I believe they've just been announced as doing the um, JoJo Part 5 opening. Hey, So look forward to that. Get keen. Get keen. Get keen. I do enjoy me some, you know, upbeat music from anime openings. Sure. Yeah. Because I think I told you I watched Kaiji all the way through. Yes, you've brought that up every episode for the past two or three weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, but like it is, it has some depressing opening music. Mm. Like very depressing. And not good. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. So um, I noticed in the opening, there's a skull. Like the skull of Pink Panthro. Yeah. Ooh. Pink Panthromorphic. Yeah. He's big and buff like a panther, but a man like Black Panther. He has no style. He, he has, has no, no grace. grace. Um, you just remind me of some lyrics of the DK rap. That's why I brought that up. Um, <laughs> Would you have a ditty for a coconut? A coconut for a ditty. I, I wasn't talking about that DK rap, but okay. <laughs> uh, they should put that in the Smash soundtrack. <laughs> no, they should not ever put that in the Smash soundtrack. <laughs> Anywho. Um, anyway. After the opening, wide shot of the school. Some some students walking down the school hallway being like, I know there's a salon that'll grant you love. Blah, blah, blah. Cut back out the window to the smoking, not quite dead corpse of Shigechi. <laughs> He's all like, Ugh. he's real, he's real fucked up. He's, he's got like a giant gash in the back of his back. Yeah. Uh, he's got a big, like three way cut all across his face, which like twists his nose at a 90 degree angle. His eyes are like disjointed and out of place. Yeah. His mouth is just fucked. He's been real picasso <laughs> He doesn't look like a man so much as a small goblin that's been fucked over by you a know, yeah, group. Um, credit where it's due to Kira. Mm. Hard to make Shigechi look worse. (laughs) 
Is that but he did it? Is that credit or is that just acknowledgement? Yeah. It's like, well done, but please never do this. I don't want to look at he's that. He's basically in shock. Yeah, he's just like, oh god. Oh god, what happened to me? Oh, what's wrong with my face? I think I might be dead. Is this what death feels like? And Kira's just standing there like, I told you, I can make bombs. You know, mm. bombs. <laughs> boom, boom. Looks like you're not dead though, so that's mm, weird. I turned the coin into the bomb, and I can push the switch whenever I want. And then it's bomb voyage to get you. Hey, nice, nice. That's a good, it's a good pun. That's eight out of ten. Then he observes that he thinks half of Shigechi's face has been blown inside his head, and a third of his brain has gotten mixed in with his face flesh. I'd say that's a pretty accurate assessment. That's fucking gross. That yeah. must look disgusting in real life. <laughs> Although it would explain why a third of him uh, is all, like, horny, and the rest of him is not so horny. <laughs> Kira's all like, do I make you horny, Shigechi? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He <laughs> just gets his hand, and he's like, let me show you my other power. This big knife. Is that an Austin Powers thing? No, okay. I just... <laughs> uh, I can just imagine at some point we're going to see him be like, so I have three powers... One is this bomb thing. The other one is a thing we see later in the episode. And this one is my big knife mm. that I use to cut people's that hands I, yeah, off. That I use for murder. <laughs> He's all like, I could kill you now. And I will. So he tries to. No, he doesn't. Oh. But first, I want to know about stands. Give me, okay. give me the skinny. I could research it, but it's so much easier if I just tell you. So, um... Yeah, just, just give me the, the cliff notes and stands or I'll kill your parents. I don't know any... Sorry, wait, Shigechi sounds far worse. I don't know anything about stands. I'm just here in the African jungle researching the local tribes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Shigechi is understandably distracted at the moment. He's <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I can't Help really tell me. you. And uh, Kira, there's this really nice soundbite here where he's saying no, 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 no. But in Japanese, it's something like dame, 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 dame. It's just... Oh. He's so sort of menacingly relaxed. Oh, I hate him so much. Yeah. He's very Patrick Bateman. And, and out in the middle of the, of the school square, he's like, I can't have any witnesses. No one can know the identity of me, Yoshikage Kira, serial killer. <laughs> With my fancy purple coat. Oh, and while he's talking right now, he's... Like idly toying with where Harvest wounded his neck earlier. Mm. And then he starts like luxuriously like, licking the blood off his fingers. It's pretty gross. Yeah, he's really um would you say narcissistic or self-obsessed? I would or... say gross. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that that's my sense. clinical diagnosis. <laughs> he just likes the taste of himself, you know? Ooh. Ah uh, yeah, so tell me or I'll kill your parents and Shigechi's all like You wouldn't kill my parents. Not my mama. I, I love my mama. I have a photo of my mama. Look, this is what <laughs> she looks like. Don't use that to track her down and kill her. <laughs> She's my best friend. My only friend. Oh. He's all like, oh, you must be the serial killer everyone's talking about. You killed Raimi Sugimoto. And Kira's like, what? How did you know I killed Raimi Sugimoto? No one knew that I, Yoshikage Kira, serial killer and hand fetishist, killed Raimi Sugimoto. I guess I just have to kill you then. Yeah, better make this quick. But then, like, a big old swarm of harvests just pillar up into the sky. Yeah, we're talking, like, you can't see through the swarm. Actually, it looks great, because it actually it closes in on um, Shigechi's face in the centre of the screen. And this... Oh, 
it looks kind of lazy, but I really love it. Just like the way this sort of aura of harvest was just radiating off him for a moment. Mm. Like I just put a sort of kind of a Snapchat filter. <laughs> He's just there with his face being like, hey guys, just at the place harvesting. At the school. Just, just at the school dying. <laughs> <laughs> and then just the filter comes up. Josuke's like... <laughs> Shigechi. Ah, that Shigechi, what a card. Man, he still owes us money. The fucker. (laughs) No, they owe him money. They owe him money? Remember they borrowed lunch money from him? Oh yeah, that's right. But they won the lotto. Yeah. But it's inconvenient to get money from lunch, from the bank just for lunch. That is true, it is inconvenient. And now they'll never pay that debt back. (laughs) Oh yeah, because he's dead. Mm. Yeah. Not yet though, because he's gone. The harvest subsided and he's gone. And Kira sees one little harvest run around the corner. And he's like, like hmm. huh. I guess he went around the corner when I couldn't see past all those harvests and the camera angle that was obscuring things. Hmm. What a nuisance yeah. of a goblin. Better wander over there. So he does. And then Shigechi reveals his cunning solid snake style deception. So he's taken a whole bunch of leaves from a bush and donned them over himself where a bush Gilly was. suit style. Yeah. Uh, there's a cardboard box in the corner of the room and it pops up and Shigechi looks at the camera and is like, kept you waiting, huh? And then uh, Kira comes out from, like, the corner and just goes, he's pretty good. Yep. So uh, he kind of looks completely fucked up. Yeah. Like, all the leaves fall away and he's like, oh. There's a good little moment where we get a a shot of him using Harvest to get himself through the window to the school. Yeah. Like, one pushes the the frame open and the rest are sort of boosting him up. And he's just having a a fucking hard time. Versatile little... uh, Little bastard. With a swarm. Mm. He's just having a bad day. He's just like falling <laughs> everywhere. Shigechi's no good, very, very bad day. <laughs> uh, he's just like struggling to make his way through the school. Yeah, and like we're seeing from his vision, like his uh, eyes are going blurry and, uh, and the, all the walls Everything's are starting of... to go dark. Yeah. So he's walking and he, he passes through the, um, the, <laughs> the DMZ between the middle school and the high school. No middle school is allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Only high schoolers. <laughs> Anyone else will be shot on sight. <laughs> when, what should happen, but a basketball hits him right <laughs> in the side. <laughs> really, way to kick a guy when he's down. Just, I can't understand how the basketball it managed just to find spins its way out there. of nowhere at high velocity. I just like to imagine that the girls are like, oh, look, a playful little goblin. But, I mean, Boom. like, they're not even, they're just walking through the corridor. They're just, yeah. they're not practicing. They're not bouncing. They're, they're walking to gym class or yeah. whatever. So I can only imagine they were like, Oh, look. I'm going to throw, throw a it. basketball at that little bastard. <laughs> yeah, that's... Like, literally, he's like... Eh. Oh, it's like... Oh, sorry. So he's writhing on the ground, covered in blood. They get a look at his face and it's all jacked up. And they're With, all like... Like, multiple oh, gashes. Hey, he's a middle schooler. Looks like something's wrong. Should we get a teacher or something? No, don't. Don't do that. Look, he's, he's weird. Let's he's, go. He's weird and creepy. Let's get out of here before he kills us. These people are terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean we, know, we know we know bystanders in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> are universally bad people. But, I mean, this is next level stuff. This yeah. is, like, very obviously in the same school. This is a dying child right in front of them. Massive gashes that are plain to see. His mm. face is fucked up. Probably bleeding all over the floor. Yeah. They're like, oh, sorry, we just hit you with this basketball. Bye. We'll be on our way then. <laughs> we'll be back to heckle you for lunch money later. <laughs> So bad. Yeah, so um, it's, there's a prolonged dramatic sequence which is really telegraphing Shigechi's impending death <laughs> right now where he's like desperately forcing himself down this corridor being like, I need to make it to Josuke so he can fix me and I can save my mum and dad. Heroic and noble as ever. Yeah, he's like, I can't allow 
murderers in the same town that my mama and papa live. Oh, if that IOU goes unpaid, <laughs> it'll just last forever. It's going to accrue so much interest. I can't let it default. I can't let it default. Papa is very particular about the bookkeeping. <laughs> my spreadsheet will go unsaved. <laughs> Uh, and eventually he makes it through the hallway and he reaches up to the to class 1B, reaches up to the door handle and he sees, sees Josuke and Okiyasu just, just hanging out on the desk at lunchtime. And he's like, oh, they're there. I can go help them and they can help me yeah. and everything will be good and I'll be repaired. But gasp for what is that in the reflection of the glass pane I am looking through? Gads, tis Yoshikage Kira, hand fetishist and serial killer. <laughs> Wearing his iconic purple outfit. He's just casually lounging in the window of the high school, being like, Hey, Shigechi. So I'm also here. So I'm a serial killer, which means I have to credit, kill you. Credit to Kira. Like, he couldn't find Shigechi. But he was like, okay, I figure the kid's going to go find other people with powers. He doesn't know that Josuke can fix him, but uh, mm. I'm pretty it's sure. It's a reasonable deduction that he'd go to other people that he suspects also have powers. Yeah. I'm pretty certain so, he would have, like, clocked it pretty quickly after going around the corner that Shigechi wasn't there um, because... I guess I'll go find... Okiyasu and Josuke. Yeah. But not outwardly. Yeah. So he just goes and hangs out, you know, I shot of them, and uh, he's like, hey, Shigechi. So, um... You're at that door, huh? <laughs> Says yeah. Shigechi. The thing about using a door is uh, there's a part of the door you need to touch to get it open. <laughs> uh, so what I did is I just had my, uh, my good friend Killer Queen here just uh, touch that doorknob and turn it into a, a, a bomb. <laughs> and uh, he just super cash does that clicky thing. And uh, Shigechi is just fucking wrecked. He literally... <laughs> the, the, the shockwave ripples up his body from... Uh, the door handle from, upwards. Yeah, from his hand upwards, just warping it and contorting it. And he explodes literally without a trace. Yeah. Turned into dust at best. And then in a moment, we also see his ghost flying over the ghost street with Raimi Sugimoto, who sees his ghost explode too. And Raimi goes, oh no, it was him again. I just know it. And then Shigechi just going, ah, <laughs> and turning into Boom. like a thousand pieces and then burning up. So this is the real... As though he was flying into the sun. This is the real sort of... Turning point? Yes, I mean, yes, but also this... What Kira's stand says about him and its power mm. is just so excellently appropriate for who he is. Elaborate on this. Well, it's... I mean, you look at it and its power is to explode things. Yes. But his... Without a trace. Exactly, without a trace. It's the ultimate form of removing any incriminating evidence. <laughs> it's the ultimate form of isolation, where it's like, I don't like you. You die now. Like, if he was just killing people with knives and, and whatever, you know, you could look at the stab wounds and be like, this is the sort of knife it was. We mm. need to find that knife. We can find the fingerprints on the knife. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But there's no body. <laughs> no one knows what happened to them. I'm presuming also that people without stands can't hear the explosions. Or apparently see a man explode <laughs> in the middle of a high school. It was a deserted corridor. <laughs> and and we get a glimpse of his, his, his secondary power at the end of the episode. Which is, um, as you can see, it was a sort of a mobile explosive device. Mm. Which, again, is just another level of him, his power all being about hiding. Mm. Hiding his identity, hiding evidence. Mm. Like, Living a quiet life. For that life. one, he doesn't even need to be within eyeshot to do it. Yeah, he can just roll it out like, a, you. like a transformer and then mm. watches it transforms into an explosion. 
in, in essence, all of his fighting powers are a reflection of his cowardice. <laughs> Much like Dio. Oh, wait, no, not at all. <laughs> um, while we're talking about Killer Queen's powers, let's ra- uh, have a look at the Jojo Vele note for, for Killer Queen. I really liked panthers, so I made a panther that could explode things. A cat and a skull. It's a simple design, but I really like it. The design of the gloves and belt are nice too. When you consider a bomb-based ability, you can do just about anything, so it was tough to work with. Mm, you can do just about anything. So can, you can, can explode things. Yeah. Or... Yep. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine it would be difficult to be like, what is a way of not making it really obvious that he uses bombs without feeling cheap? Because, like, if you think about... He's not pulling out, like, a big black bowling ball with exactly. a coming out of right. it. Or, like, he's, he's not completely removed from this idea of like being an intimidating emotionless identityless dude you know because like killer queen has no face he's got a face yeah he, he has like no features he's like a featureless face with like a little ear it's got eyes they're features yeah it has eyes but everyone has eyes in order to see things he like doesn't have a nose he doesn't have a mouth he doesn't have that's fair ears those ears are like. Oh, he's little... got those nubs. He's got nubs, he's but cattier nubs. I don't know if they're really ears though. They don't have any holes, so no sound can penetrate into those canals. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. So Shigechi explodes. His ghost explodes. <laughs> and uh, Josuke is like, I think I heard something. Oh, because he's shouting Josuke's name as he dies. Yeah. Kira is gone. Yep. He's and like, he's like. That's the end of that chapter. No one saw me, no one heard me. No one will ever know the true identity of I, Yoshikage Kira, serial killer and hand fetishist. Josuke immediately goes, did I hear someone murder someone outside? And then we see Shigechi's last act, uh, which is a harvest, stumbles into the classroom and... uh, does like you know when a hero gets wounded and they fall down onto one knee? It does this that. This will be my last moment. It's holding. Yeah, it gives a ten-minute soliloquy like, "I'm a harvest, the last harvest. Finding things is my raison d'être, and yet I find that at last death has found me, <laughs> and now I die." And then Josie is like, but he can't die. No, I'm not dead. So it's holding a big button in one hand. Uh, The button, which belongs to something. It's holding a big red button, which it slams down and uh, then Kira explodes. No, it's holding (laughs) the button of a simple suit jacket. A simple purple suit jacket. (laughs) Three buttons, usually tailored for people with a longer torso. Liam, don't don't give away all these spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, a button from Kira's jacket, which evidently it ripped off at some point. Mm-hmm. It's holding it. It's, it's, it says it's it's classic catchphrase, I found it. Uh, and then spurts out blood from the top of its forehead. And dis- bleeds crumbles to away. Like an exploding Shigechi would. Mm, like so many Shigechis. <laughs> from now on, whenever anyone dies, like so many Shigechis. Oh, also, we got some good Arnold content. Who was the first one who you noticed know, Shigechi's ghost? Aru. Yeah. He said. Yep, he sure did. Aru. <laughs> I am Arnold, a ghost dog. I fetch like so many spirits have been fetched into this world. I was told to stay when I was alive. And now that I am dead, I find that I am staying in this reality. For such is the lot of a vengeful spirit. But do I wish to stay here any longer? Perhaps it is my own agency that I have forgotten about in this deathly coil. 
Mayhaps I should relinquish my loyalty to my my also dead master, Raimi Sugimoto, and slough off this mortal coil to the greener pastures of heaven, which, as we all know, all dogs go to. For I am a good boy out of ten. Mm. They're all good boys. For ultimately, I was Arnold, the greatest boy. Raimi's just there going, Arnold, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Okay? I wish you weren't, we we weren't dead so you couldn't talk. (laughs) Raimi, you never knew my intelligence until now. Oh, but he's saying it all like (laughs) (laughs) Scooby-Doo. He's actually just barking it all. She's like, for fuck's sake, Arnold, I can't understand barks. And he's like... Aru, 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 aru. It's like, Arnold, for fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway, um, Shigechi, a harvest. This button, what? Josuke runs out into the corridor and is like, is Shigechi around? No, let's go find him. So they go to his classroom where he usually sits. Can't find him anywhere. He's got some scrawls on his desk of his mama and papa. We get a cool um, sort of shot of the town map at this point and... Various, various previous antagonists are sort of like woof, into frame. Uh, we no. got Antonio. We got Antonio. Cinderella Lady. Uh, Dr. Ayasuji. We got um, Fuckface Puppet Phew. Man. <laughs> uh, surface Sky. Uh, We've got... No um, sign of Tamami Kobayashi, the Lockman. Yeah, no. Probably because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of his Hazamata, the Surface Guy. Yeah, but Hazamata's kind of come round to being like, I guess I'm just in school with you so I won't fuck around But Tamami's all like, oh, Master Koichi. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, but he's also just an arsehole who's going to keep conning people. Yeah. Um, Rohan's there. Uh, Okiyasu's dad is there. <laughs> I don't Mikako's know. there. Why is his dad there? Okiyasu didn't want to leave him at home alone. <laughs> but he does that every day for school. <laughs> uh, um, who else is there? Koichi. Everyone's there. Josuke, Joseph. Uh, the invisible baby. Yep. All the bi- all the heavy hitters. Everyone yeah. comes out and meets at the Osens where Amy Sugimoto's allowed to be. And they can all see her because they all have stand powers. Yep. That's how that works. It's Arnold's canon. also there. Arnold is like, aru, aru. And Josuke's showing um, showing Raimi a picture of um, of Shigechi being like, have you seen this man? And she's all like, yep, I saw his ghost explode. And they're like, ah, shit. So I, he's dead. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's death's dead. That, that's bad. Oh, and Kira, meanwhile, noticed that he was missing a button. Oh, Kira noticing that he's missing a button. Perhaps I, his usual I guess tailor. I'll fix it later. At his usual tailor. My usual tailor. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> he has a usual Nothing tailor. wrong with having a nice tailored piece of clothing, Nicholas. Yeah, but a usual tailor is just like, oh, fuck off. I, I get it. I get it. If, you want, if you're having tailored clothing, you want someone who has your measurements on record. I guess. But it's, it's like... A long, it's a long, arduous process to have those all those measurements taken. Yeah, it's true. True, but still, I hate him. <laughs> I hate that he has money for a usual tailor. Mm. He's descended from samurai. Ugh. You know, samurai had tailors. Usually. I hate you. <laughs> so they're all talking like there's been no sign of Shigechi. We only saw him five minutes ago and then he was gone. And, and we're, we see like a nice shot of his desk where all his school supplies still are. And there's like a very childlike scrawl of what we assume are his mum and dad on the table. Uh, Mama and Papa, I believe, sure. were their names. Here's a picture of her. <laughs> I drew it and on my desk. And there's Okiyasu holding the picture hand drawn by him. He's like, here's uh, a yes. picture of them. She's pretty hot. Takuin <laughs> <laughs> shows up. Yeah. From beyond the grave. Oh no. So they exposit about how like her parents, his parents have requested a police search and there's just no sign of him. And Josuke's all, I can't imagine anyone defeating Harvest, but this guy did it in five minutes and then hid the body somehow. 
in a school filled with other high schoolers. Mm. That seems difficult to believe. Cut to um to Jotaro and Joseph being like, yeah, we're we're ready to admit this might be a stand user situation. <laughs> um, who's the surface dude again? The little Shigechi? Sh- no, no, no. The little oh, uh, Hazamata. Yeah, he's all like stand users attract other stand users. Yeah. Boy, I hope I don't run into this fuckface. Oh, there was a good moment where um when Josuke picked up the um the button that Harvest delivered, mm. um where it was such like an L.A. noir clue noise moment where he was like, "What's this? The button the Harvest was holding." Do do, <laughs> inconclusive. <laughs> um, yeah, but back at the meeting, uh, yeah, Hazamata's all like, "I sure hope I don't get murdered." Uh, and Aya and Tonia were both like, uh, "Oh boy, this this sure sounds bad." I'll let my customers know. Yeah, and she's all, "I don't think he'll come into my store." Few, but I'll keep an eye out. So she, of course she wasn't in this scene in the manga because yeah. Yukako Yamagishi wants to be Cinderella hadn't happened yet. Mm. But I mean, it works a lot better because now absolutely, it's like everyone's yeah. here, more cohesive community. Yeah, Yukako says something quite unusual because there's a you know we're going round we're going round the horn and everyone's being like I also don't like serial killers, but <laughs> Yukako says, um, <laughs> just can you imagine if one of them was like yeah. I guess serial killers are bad. Let's be honest, it'd be Hazamata. It would 100% be Hazamata. <laughs> or maybe Rohan. No, Rohan would be like, yeah, killing people's bad because I need to keep them and use no, them for Rohan my Rohan would be like, killing people is bad, but he w- I would like to interview him for my manga. <laughs> God, could you imagine if Rohan dies purely because he tries not to kill him and instead use him for Well, if manga? you capture him, you'll get more murderer parts. Exactly. Uh, oh my god, I want to play Monster Hunter so bad. So yeah, Yukako says something like, it seems something awful has happened outside my notice. Yeah, because she's very self-obsessed. <laughs> so if she doesn't notice something, she's like, why didn't I see that? Also, different spin on the same scene now, because everyone everyone basically leaves now mm-hmm. uh, after agreeing to that they all, they all hate serial killers in principle. <laughs> uh, and Koichi and Yukako leave uh, as a couple. Oh. Which, which obviously yeah. wouldn't have happened... True that. Yeah. Mm. In. Before the Cinderella yeah. bit. And of course, Rohan also leaves with Koichi. He's like, hey guys, I'm coming too. Just going to third wheel myself here. Boy, I wonder how a real relationship works. <laughs> I, I I love Rohan's just like weird affection for Koichi. It's so... I mean, everyone loves him. Let's be honest. He's so fetching. That's the <laughs> thing. Like you look at him and you're like, oh, Koichi. So yeah. And, and Okiyasu storms off angrily because he's like, oh, I'm having a lot of manly emotions right now. Let's go, dad. And then they all stand around analysing Okiyasu's emotional state. It's like, why is Okiyasu so Okiyasu seems upset. I wonder why. And Josuke's all like, yeah, I bet he is. He's probably a mix between sad and angry. Because so am I. Yeah, Shigechi was annoying, but we still liked him. He was self-obsessed, greedy, angry, horrific to look at. But he was our self-obsessed obsessed little monster. Oh, that little fuckface. I can still hear his little disturbing laugh <laughs> on the wind. God, I wish I so didn't hear it. The best thing happens now, mm. which is that um, as Josuke walks off um, in the same direction as Okiyasu and Okiyasu's dad, mm-hmm. uh, who I will remind our listeners is a horrific little green wart man thing. <laughs> he has the most disturbing features of all the JoJo's characters mm-hmm. in that his face is lopsided. And, uh, and he's... Like, broccoli green. Yeah, and, like, lumpy and melting. Yeah. And he passes by Kira, which is, like, a very cool, like, uh... Dun-dun! Kira knows who he is, but he has no idea that his enemy is right next to him. (gasps) Uh, But then Kira looks back and is like, 
Huh, that was Josuke right now. No comment about Okiyasu's dad. Just, like, what is that? Yeah, no, I don't understand why no one is It should be out. like, huh, that was Josuke. What the hell is that? <laughs> is that some kind of walking spinach? <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like something from... You, you ever played Commander Keen? No, I don't know what that is. Um, it's about this kid who... Uh, he goes against... These weird vegetable alien things. Mm-hmm. So um, it's basically like a little kid's dream about how he flies up to save the earth from aliens blowing up the earth. Basically. Sure. And it was like the game before the guys that made Duke Nukem, okay. I think. So it's like a 2D platformer thing. And you go around like a pogo stick and you like beat down on enemies and you have a little ray gun and stuff. But like half the enemies are just vegetables. Like one of them is just a giant walking oh, broccoli. Like Okiyasu's dad. Exactly. Uh, so it looks like he's... Something from Commander Keen. Okay. But infinitely more disturbing. I, it's just occurred to me that the um the real irony of the Okiyasu's dad situation, mm-hmm. um, you remember how Keicho Nijimura, Okiyasu's older brother, was like, I'm looking for a stand that has the power to kill him. Yeah. Because Josuke assumed like he was looking for a, a stand that could cure him, but he was like, no, I want to kill him because he... A, he's suffering, but B, I hate him because I'm kind of emotionally twisted. If only he'd found Kira. Well, yeah, the irony is that the, yeah. the stand he needed was in the town the whole time. Yeah. It was just that he was killing everyone else. <laughs> Should have uh, dressed, dressed, dressed his dad up like a pretty lady. <laughs> <laughs> Put a nice wig on that and then be like, man, his demeanour is so disgusting. But his hands are beautiful. <laughs> Can you just imagine dressing up that disturbing little gremlin? Just to be like, okay, here's the bait. He can't die, so he'll be fine. <laughs> and then they kill him and he's like, I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> so yeah, um, then we follow Kira for a bit as he, there's this woman sitting at a cafe being like, my boyfriend bought me this stupid ring. It's only worth 150,000 yen. Ugh, look at it. I'm going to pawn it. And so Kira- I'm only dating him because his family owns land. So Kira goes, hmm, her demeanor is- Tarnishing her reputation, but her hands and face are beautiful. Perhaps I should murder her and yeah. take her hands. And I, I like this moment um, where he sort of casually is like moving on from his current severed hand, yeah. and it just, he, without even moving, it just burns up in his. Uh, yeah, so his, he's like, I guess. What is that, a, a bag, a suitcase? I thought it was like a tote. Yeah, something like that. It does raise the question of like, why he didn't just do that when Shigechi had it. Because he needed it in his sandwich bag. He was in love with it. Yeah, he had to be quick and shove something it in something. better came along. Mm. So it just burns up and he's like, guess we have to depart from each other now. Yeah, we cut to a Moriocho radio town thing. Kira's just having some coffee in his house in a crisp blue shirt. Uh, Mori, 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 Moriocho... Ray Dio. And we see on his table is a severed hand wearing that same ring. So, <gasps> What? Yikes. Wow, where'd he get it from? Oh, he just went down to the pawn shop after she sold it. Ah, uh, got after she <laughs> sold her hand. <laughs> I bought you this ring, but I sold my hand so that I could afford. I, don't, I can't. I'm going for a gift of the Magi thing. It's not working. <laughs> you tried so hard I know, for a reference I know. and it just didn't pan out. No, it's un- they can't all be winners. What are you talking about? People want us to make them all winners. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Just like her hand. So it's four days later now uh, in the manga between that now and then. Uh, Yukako Yamagishi wants to be Cinderella happened. <laughs> uh, instead for us, it's just it's been four days since Shigechi's incident. Yep. Koichi's walking through the streets doing one of his uh, there's a darkness in these towns monologues. There was a murderer here all along. 
I guess we have to find it. Anyone can look suspicious when you know there's a murderer around, but also innocent. And we see like, you know, a mother feeding her child and like the most sinister looking businessman I've ever seen <laughs> who just has like these white glinting glasses and just intensely staring at his wristwatch. That's just what businessmen look like. Yeah, I'm waiting here in this par- in this park outside the train station for the exact second because I'm Walter White and my neo-Nazi friends are about to start murdering prisoners. No, he didn't have neo-Nazi friends. Yeah, he did. No, no, no. The neo-Nazis took his friends. No, he, they were he was they were working for him for a while. They were working for him? Yeah. I thought he was working for them because he got roped into it. No. Uh Well, they definitely weren't his friends though. He didn't have any friends at that point. <laughs> He was lucky to even have a wife, which he didn't really have at that point either, to be fair. This is our Breaking Bad podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, so Walter White's a lovable young stand user from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to be in the Space Jam tournament. But unfortunately, to do that, he must first find the Nergigante. I don't know what you're doing, Nick. This is nonsense. This is my fanfic of every single media I've ever this seen. This is your uh, Christian Humber reloaded. Yeah. So he enters the Iron Fist tournament. Okay, moving on. And fights Captain Falcon. So Koichi's walking through the streets. And he's all like, oh, look, it's Jotaro. And Jotaro's just standing there, like, posed at a 45 degree angle, reading his detective book. What What even is, is it just like a journal that he has? I guess he's just like reviewing the case notes. Yeah. He's just there going, hmm. So we know there's a murderer. He's just out there LA wiring it up. And we know he has a button. Hmm. But anything more, we don't know. On his, um, he's just got a, um... Like a brainstorm map in the middle of the page that just says murderer. And then off that is button. <laughs> Taylor's question mark? <laughs> I would imagine it was just like murderer. Thing that comes off. Killing. Another thing that comes off. Hiding bodies. Another Shigechi. thing that comes off. Yeah, another thing that comes off. Victims. Another thing that comes off. Hands? It's probably a list of Taylor's, let's be honest. Oh, probably. Yeah. So he um he notices Koichi's like, hello hmm. Koichi. Does he even say hello? No. Koichi <laughs> walks up and is like, hey, what's going on? Where are you going? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So, you got to quote so, this right. Koichi walks up and he says, um, hey, how's the investigation going? Did you find anything? And Jotaro says, no, nothing yet. Then turns and walks away. <laughs> uh, and then Koichi pauses for a second, follows him and says, so where are you going? And Jotaro says, nowhere. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> Koichi just keeps walking. Koichi's like, man, he is really terrifying to talk to. Great conversationalist, this Jotaro Kujo. Yeah, he doesn't fucking say anything. Even hello. Maybe I can strike up a common interest with him. <gasps> I know. That's a nice coat. Jotaro's over there. <laughs> Jotaro's looking at... Centipede uh, shoes. And he's like, Koichi, this shoe store. Is it a shoe store? Uh, well, I, yes, it is. It's called Centipede Shoes, but they also do some hemming and stuff yeah, for skirts. There's a sign and... on things saying we also do simple tailoring. So, hmm. So they go in, and there's like the most frustrating guy imaginable. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. in there. <laughs> God. This, this guy who I've probably met a thousand times. They're like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I mean, not right now. He's dressed but... like a 70s hippie. <laughs> He's. He looks like the living embodiment of a tailor. Big handlebar moustache. Kind of just sitting there with some crackers. Yeah, he's and got a cup of tea. tea and animal crackers. And he's like, hey, little boy, do you want an animal cracker? I always eat the camel last. So you can have any of the other. What are we doing here? We're hunting for a serial killer. No, I'm good with not having any of those animal crackers yeah. if they make me more like you. Please no. <laughs> Jotaro pulls out the button, which is in a little evidence baggie. 
And he's like, you, have you seen this button before? Tell me. Evidence. Now. They're a real, they're a real good cop, bad cop. Um, oh yeah, dynamic true. because everything Koichi said is like, um, is prefaced with like, "That's amazing," but can you give us evidence? And Jotaro is just like, "Evidence now, come on, I don't have all day. Yeah. I'm a busy man, a marine <laughs> biologist." And he's all like, "Oh, I have seen this button. I, I just know. finished repairing the suit. It came off. Look, it's over there." Do you know whose suit it is? Oh yes, I remember all my customers' names, even if you have hundreds and thousands of customers, because that's how you treat customers. So what's his name? Uh I'm gonna go over there and look at the label. That'll be faster than me just remembering. You know, I'm sure I could remember though. That's how you treat your customers. I definitely remember his name. Even if there are hundreds and thousands of them. And then he looks at the order, the order tag on the thing and is like, huh, how do you read this? <laughs> it, it's it's like, it's a kun, kanji thing mm. that there's, there's some stuff I think it might be. Anyway, his name is, and then there's what looks like a laser just flies through the screen and this guy's mm. hand gets blown off. We see his fingers fall to the floor. And, and he's, he's all like, ah, uh, uh, what? My hand just exploded. Yep. He's understandably a little perturbed. Because he can't see stands. Mm. And this little pod, this little pod tank thing just crawls up his shoulder. And it keeps saying, hey, look over here in Kira's voice. Hey, look. Wait, that was Kira's voice? It was voice? like Kira's voice, wasn't was, it? Was it? I thought it was more like a deep guttural, hey, look at me. Kira's look voice over is, here. Kira's voice is more like, Yes, I'm Kira. Okay, I'm fair nondescript. Enough. I thought it sounded like him. I'm nondescript and the fucking worst. So it keeps being like, hey, look over here. Look over here. Fine, I'll look over there. And then he looks over there and there's nothing there. The tailor? Yeah. He can see the little tank treads on his... um. Yeah. Thing, which is a cool effect. Yeah. And then he looks and it leaps through his head and he dies. And that's that's a wrap on uh, the cent- Centipede Shoes Tailor Man. <laughs> Centipede Shoes, now home to fuck all. Let's have a brief look back at some of our fondest Centipede Shoes Tailor Man moments. Boy, I do remember his name. Remember when he sipped that coffee? Hey, kid, do you want some animal crackers? Ah, oh, animal crackers. Oh, how do you read? <laughs> R.I.P. Centipede. This episode, truly a shining member of the Mario community, was taken from us. This episode has been brought to you by Centipede Shoes Tailor Man. He liked animal crackers like he liked his customers. Certainly the most important character who died this episode. <laughs> Thing goes through his head and, and uh, there's a hand that's reaching out from a closet next to the suit. A door at least. A door. Yeah. Uh, and it's holding onto the suit quite hard. And Koichi's like, look, he's taking the jacket. Uh, and, and Kira. On the other side of the door is like, I didn't think they would find my jacket. Must have been that button. Do they see my name? Are things going poorly for I, Yoshikage Kira, serial killer and hand fetishist? Wearer of purple suits. Oh, he says, why do things like this keep happening to me? Why do bad things happen to good people? All I want is a quiet life. Occasional murders. Oh, man. So uh, Koichi just goes, hey, he's going to get away. We got to get to him. And Jotaro's all, no, look. That thing in that guy's face. It's fucking suspicious. It's been sort of lightly vibrating this whole time. So it's like a little, it's got a little skull face. Yeah. And it's like a little circular. Let's read the Jojo Ville note for it now. Okay. Um, It's called, as you'll learn from the title of the next episode, it's called Sheer Heart Attack. Sheer Heart Attack. Mm, Wow. I believe is a Queen song. I'm willing to believe that. Mm -hmm. It's a good band. But more on that next week. Wait, so he has two stands. Sheer Heart Attack. Based off of Killer Queen's face, while giving off an aura like nothing can break it. So it's a tank. 
The dagger on its forehead represents an assassin, maybe? <laughs> uh, sure. Araki, you should know that at the very <laughs> least. More on the true nature of sheer heart attack next week. Okay. But so it starts yeah. ticking. Tick, 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 tick. Jotaro's like, look out. That thing. It's ticking. And he shields Koichi from the blast he knows is coming. <laughs> Young, fetching, innocent Koichi. Mm-hmm. And to be continued. Oh, but it's so good. Oh, and Kira was like pointedly not just grabbing his jacket to try to lure them into the blast radius. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So, Nick, what are our highlights and lowlights for, uh... Don't make me pick a highlight. It's all good. It's all good. This episode was so fucking good. Oh, I guess my highlight would have to be Kira just fucking showing up at the door and being in the reflection being like, oh no, I already touched the door handle. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Just that idea of like, yeah, I'm used to killing people. Mm. I know what to do. There you go. My highlight is probably like Shigechi's internal monologue as he's desperately trying to get to Josuke. Mm. Like that sort of like desperate focusness of being like, I have to save my parents. Uh, I'm dying. It's just that, that really gets to me emotionally speaking. Mm. Low lights. Tough question. I mean, I don't want it to be the tailor because I'll be honest, <laughs> I, he is hilarious. I kind of want it to be the oh, tailor. You are the um, worst. Actually, I know what my low light is. Mm-hmm. Um, for that brief moment when I thought that the reason Kira murders people is because he's just a nice guy. <laughs> because he's just there like, oh, her oh, demeanor. That is unappreciative woman. That, that gentleman bought her a fancy ring. Oh, such a callous wench. I'm going to show her a good time by killing her. Mm. Then she'll appreciate me for the nice guy that I am. Yeah, I was that's like, fair. Mm, this is... Mm. I think my low light is probably those high school girls who just fucking ruined Shigechi's <laughs> life. How is that a low light? That was beautiful. Like, it's great, but it's it's taking taking the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure asshole bystander effect to new unheard of levels, only rivaled by that time Joseph Joestar fell off a roof while fighting Dio, and all those yokels were like, look at that arsehole who fell off a roof. God, he's so fucking old. Yeah, but this is just like... Hey, Goblin Man, fetch. Bunk. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so, Nick. What? Jotaro Kujo. I don't like Chase. Cool. <laughs> I don't care. Um, Jotaro Kujo uh-huh. and uh, Koichi. Yep. Last name forgotten in the moment. <laughs> Koichi Bestman. Uh, are. Ah. In Centipede Shoes, a shoe store that also does tailoring. Which now no longer has a tailor? Or shoe store runner, presumably. Yeah. Uh, Yoshikage Kira, serial killer and hand fetishist, is on the other side of a door. So close to discovering his identity, are they? Yet between them is... An explosion. Yeah, an explosion caused by the little tank thing that we know as Shia Heart Attack. So I have to ask you, what will happen on the next episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, in an episode entitled Shia Heart Attack? Oh, that's it? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think we're going to find out the name of... The stand. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yep. But then this... Does this mean that he has two stands? Or is this just an extension of Killer Queen? That's a good question, Nick. Does he... What do you think? Hmm. Well, I think everyone would have one stand, right? It's mm-hmm. not like you get shot with an arrow multiple times to mm. get multiple stands. Like, that doesn't make much sense. Um, I have seen a good... Um, this is not answering your question either way. Mm. But I have seen a good um, meme of Kira... Um, regarding Killer Queen and Shia Heart Attack being like, gee, Kira, how come your mum lets you have two stands? <laughs> uh, um, oh, 
Okay, here's how it's going to go. Number one. Number one. The explosion happens. The explosion will happen. Uh, now, Jotaro... Joe Shielding Koichi. Uh, ...might call out the world and have a little monologue that's like, hmm. Yare, yare. I can't believe we're being exploded right now. Uh, well, I can't really move Koichi, but I can. Why not? Well, if he moves him... Oh, wait, no, that's right. Time doesn't work that way. Um, <laughs> he's, yeah, so he might time stop and then get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. Or... He might time stop and punch Kira in the head. Maybe I, I doubt yeah, it. He'll just kill him. There's an explosion in the way. I don't know what to do. Um, but I reckon either way, he's he's probably not going to stay and fight so much as he's going to run away and think about what just happened. Kira um, or Jotaro? Uh, both. Okay, probably. <laughs> they're, both, they're both going to retreat to their respective lairs and plot their next exactly. move in this dastardly campaign they've entered into. Yeah. So probably most likely Kira will follow them. Than Jotaro hunt them down and, you know, try to get Kira. Why's that? Well, from what I understand, Jotaro isn't one to be, you know, reckless. Oh, and Kira will be like, oh, I can't take the risk that they saw my name on the exactly. suit jacket. Yeah, so he's going to try and dispense them. Is that the right word? Dispense of them. Dispense of them by killing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like so like, many Shigechis. Like so many Shigechis. What that means is that he will... <laughs> Uh, I think he'll just hunt them down on the go and we'll see a lot of, hmm, he's going that way. I better follow him. But from afar. And they'll be like, he could be anything or anyone. He could be wearing a purple suit. Mm. So I reckon they'll probably meet up with everyone if they can. Mm-hmm. But Kira oh, will we've, got, we've got to get to the rendezvous or Kira's going to put an end to us. <laughs> so I reckon he'll, he'll, he'll be trying to kill them as they run away mm. is what I reckon will happen. And he'll be doing that with this mobile little tank thing. Um... Yeah. Well, he, like, what What do you think is going on with this mobile little tank thing? Do you think, uh, how do you think it works? Do you have a picture of Killer Queen form? Because I think it's just his belt buckle coming off. It's not. I'll tell you that. Oh, much. okay. All right. Um, well, in that case, it's probably, uh, well, it's got the skull on it. That's how do you thing. think it works, though, is more what I'm asking. Maybe it comes out of his head. That's, <laughs> like, maybe the thing comes out of his head and it's mm-hmm. literally just a little thing that, like, plugs into people and explodes. Okay. Like, that's it. Because I don't think it will go that much further, given that he's a bomb-based man. Um, like, I don't think it's going to be this sudden thing. Oh, wait, no, because he touches things and they explode. Oh, oh, this opens a lot of possibilities. Maybe it shoots lasers. <laughs> it did seem to shoot a laser. It did seem to shoot a laser. And how would they outwit it? Hmm. Well, the first thing is not to be caught in the laser blast. <laughs> or the explosion. Yeah. So, clearly... Okay, so clearly this thing is, like, an extension of the bomb thing, right? Sure. So, if that touches things, it counts as Killer Queen touches Okay, things, sure. Right? So, Reason- that's why, Reasonable assumption. Yeah, so the whole dude exploded, and now they're all like, Oh, God, explosion! Um, which means that that thing must be the source of the laser, and the laser is what he will use to try and shoot them. Um... So he'll just be running around, hiding behind corners, then poking this thing out and shooting him with a laser. Oh, yeah. Cover laser shooter. It'll be kind of similar and to- will be like, I have all these ball bearings. <laughs> yeah. It'll be kind of similar to the rat ep, but not quite because now he's being hunted instead of them hunting the oh, rat. Oh, how ironic. Yeah. The hunter has become- The hunter. <laughs> oh. I don't know. It's, it's difficult to say because I still don't know exactly how- like the flow of these episodes is going to go because mm. up until now it's been very obviously like oh it's a new guy we're going to have a battle and that's it yeah, sure. whereas this one is it seems qu- like we still have 17 or so episodes yeah. left it seems quite early to be and entering into the, the confrontation big, with big the antagonist bad. yeah but even then it's like if this is the main antagonist then what was the point of all the other antagonists right they formed a little community you saw it today 
No, no, no. The um, like the guys who didn't form that community were all part of some other stand group thing. I'll tell you now for free that wasn't the case. Oh, I thought they were all part of a little group that nope. was like, yeah, there are other stand users here, and we know them because we're evil. No. Nope. Oh. Well, never mind then. <laughs> I thought that was the case. I was just letting you run with that theory because uh. it was interesting to discuss. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. I have... Because n- then if it's just him versus the rest of everyone else, then it's probably going to be a matter of him slowly killing them all off. Ah, picking them off one by one. Yeah. Can we get any more clues out of this latest murder? Boop, boop. Inconclusive. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I reckon at best he's going to... Murder all of the friends that we've made along the way. <laughs> and that's why we saw them all in this episode. Yeah. Next. Oh, Tamami wasn't there because he's already dead. Wait, who's Tamami? The lock. The lock. Wait, he's dead? No, I'm joking. Oh. But is he dead? No. Oh. Can we kill him? Anyway. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Okay. This has been our Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Recap and Discussion Podcast. I've been Liam S. Smith for Jojo's World. And I'm Nick, the... For also JoJo's world. Do See, we do you, this You now? always speak confidently. Do we, don't you? Do we do this now? Do we say our names more frequently? This week we watch the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued.